Welcome to the Victory XR Show. I am your host, Steve Grubb, and today we have an extremely fascinating guest, <laughs> uh, especially if uh, if you've ever gone to law school. I know most people have not, and so uh, I, I think this will still be fascinating, but we have uh, Professor Sherman Toppin with us today, and, and he teaches at William and Mary, one of America's oldest universities, if not the oldest, it's it's right up there. And um, he is doing some amazing uh, things with legal education. And um, you know, I went to law school myself, so so I, I understand a why uh, why some changes are needed, and b um, some ways that perhaps it, it could be improved. So. Professor Toppin, thank you for joining us today. Steve, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to be talking to you. It's it's just so interesting when you're talking. I know that you've had the experience of being in law schools, so you'll know everything I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm a 25-year practitioner. I went to law school 25 years ago, so I've been a lawyer this entire time. I'm now teaching a course at William & Mary Law School entitled Law and Business in the Metaverse. And, and just to let you know, William & Mary is the oldest law school of record. So, uh, we, <laughs> so we have that, we claim that it's 245, 244 years old, We're going into our 245th year next year. And this class that I'm teaching is the first class that William & Mary Law School is endeavoring in the metaverse or with using good old VR technology. Um, it was a, it's an interesting experiment in law because you, you and I both know, and perhaps the audience that's watching and listening, in education, it's been not a lot of innovation. And, and that's even been more pronounced in legal education. The, the way I learned law 25 years ago is how many of the professors are still teaching it today. Uh, and that should tell you. And that's not that's not a surprise for William Mary. That's that's pretty much across the board, um, with the exception of just PowerPoint. I think legal education has been a, a form of a form of education delivery viewed as not really needing of technology. We've changed that. We've changed that. And what we've done with this particular course, and by design, I explored the course with with the metaverse as it should be, as it was designed to be, a visual medium, um, an auditory and immersive medium. And let the edu let the course materials speak to what environment we use. Um, of course, you know, we use Victory Academy, uh, we, wonderful partner. We, we were so excited about how that has helped us to craft uh, and, and the way I'm doing modules and course instruction with the different the different scenes that are available in the Victory Academy catalog, with the objects that are available in the IFX catalog. Students have been able to really explore all types of different ways in their presentations, in their in our speeches, and even the class pedagogy. We were really we're really taking everything that the metaverse offers and, and and putting it into the instructional experience really forcing the limit to make sure and and really test it is it working is it better and is it is it more engaging we already know that but is it helping augment the educational process are students learning complex legal concepts easier faster are they able are they able to embody legal persona while discussing legal concepts easily and we have found that to be true so let me let me let's 
let's break that down yes. and get into some more specifics. Yes. Um, that's a that's a good high level overview. Um, what are I'm thinking about use cases for virtual reality, augmented reality, and the metaverse. Uh, frequently, I find that um, history is a great is a great use case because you can go back and experience history, or you can you can actually be in an experience, which is you know I think torts, which if uh, people don't know what torts are, that sort of legal jargon uh, just means uh, lawsuits for accidents or um, other things that that went awry. Uh, but but what are what are some of the ways that you're able to deploy virtual reality learning um, so that you're maximizing the use of this this hands-on approach inside uh, the metaverse? Well, well, let's just begin with one of our sessions. We talked about um, trial preparation. So in VR, I can create a scene where it's the conference room and then the client comes in and meets with the student. We have the prep. Now we're going to court. We can, at the click of a button, now we're in the courthouse. My client is seated to the left, there's a jury in the box, and there's a judge on the bench. And we can simulate the experience of, of trial prep directly when we could not have done it just that way, in that pace, in that speed, in a class. We would have to, there's one loss, there's one courtroom at Women Mary and it's booked and it's basically a, a, a environment that's great, the traditional courtroom, but it's only available when you're in the courthouse, when you're in the school, in the class and booked then. It allows us to experience you know, assets at the school and with no limitation. Let's think about, well, I don't teach products liability, but think about that particular type of case. In yeah. a products, if I'm teaching products liability, we can, with an IFX object, put the product put the object or the product in front of the student, dissect the product, talk about what happened, what harms took place. That would help the student analyze how to approach litigation based on what the product did to the to the victim. Look, criminal cases, if we're teaching criminal law in that in that particular concept, we can go to the crime scene. We start there. We can talk about where, where things were in, in as an attorney prepping a student for how to prep a case for trial, we can go right from the environment to the court, to the conference room, to the courtroom one, two, three. And, and that's what I have found. And the second thing that we do is certain cases lend to, to, to sites. One thing that's great about the metaverse is that you can go to the place, different places. You're not restricted by the four walls of the, of the classroom. So there was a case that we dealt with AM General versus Activision Blizzard. It was about the Humvee case and, and the, the company, you know, the game Call of Duty is, a, is basically a, 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 a battle royale type of game that takes place with, with desert warfare. Well, we started the class in the desert. <laughs> and it, it immerses the students in the place where it took place. I have all the screens and, and the objects that relate to the case in that environment. And we're able, students, are, they'll never forget that case. They'll never forget how we've approached the instruction because we approached it immersively in the site where it took place, in the in the place where the, the issues manifest. We can go, we can click a screen and now we're watching the Call of Duty game, seeing how the, the uh, infringing, the allegedly infringing Humvee in the Call of Duty game is deployed. We, we see all of that. Um, and this helps students when they're in there, if they were an attorney prepping for a case, now they can go right from the product, right from the, the object of the litigation, the subject of the litigation to the legal principle, and it all integrates in the mind, in their right visually, in the in their eyes, 
in their ears um, before just look rather than just looking at a flat book in a, in a piece of paper. So I, I, that's what I have found to be the greatest tool, this, the, the transportation of the legal experience and where we're out of the classroom and we're in the world where these issues are happening in the metaverse world. <laughs> yes. I, I often think that all the law books I read, probably the reason I'm wearing glasses today. So, uh, so, so first of all, what hardware are you using? We're using the MetaQuest 2. Um, so that is our hardware device. And of course, our, for the song, and, and, we, and students like that, some of the students already had the Meta, MetaQuest 2. So it was easy to actually, uh, you know, pick that and select and use that as a, as a device it was no no difficulty for them. I have found that students are doing other things beyond the class. They're once they get in, once they have the MetaQuest two on their heads, they're 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 basically looking at their, you know, they're they're not able to do other things when they're in Engage VR in Victory Academy's um, platform. But when we're class is done, they're gaming. They're doing the other things. They're using the the device as they would a cell phone. It's an extension of the, so the, the teaching tool has become a household electronic. And I think that's the, the beauty of it. So, so in your model, and, and I, a model that we see across many universities, students check out a headset, is that correct? And, and have it for the semester? Ooh, even better than that. Our students have been given these. It's theirs. They don't return wow. these headsets. Um, the university does are aware of the numbers and the tracking of it, and they have our our tech department has gone in and made sure that the that there's no data exchange between the university's platform and the, and and the actual. But we're we're exploring with the idea of this is just like the student's laptop. This is just like the student's cell phone. We're we're not. We want them to take ownership of it because I think I have found that as a tool, they're able to use it beyond the, so they won't be checking them back in. Now in the future, there might be a, a quantity of, of units that the university will keep and check out and return, but that's not yet the case at William & Mary. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, and, I, and I really think it's the future. You know, I remember when, when I was first at school, at college, um, <laughs> I was the only student who had a, a computer in my dorm room. Everybody wow. else had to either a use a typewriter. A lot of people don't even know what that is, or b they had to leave the dorm, uh, travel over to the computing center, and uh, reserve a computer and do their papers or their research there. So you know, me and my Commodore sixty four, we sort of uh, were were kings of the dorm for, for a time. But but then slowly, everybody ended up getting a computer and then slowly everybody got a uh, laptop. And then over time, uh, the phone for many students today became the computer. And uh, I sometimes explain to people, they, you know, they, they complain a little bit about, you know, maybe they have all these expenses or they don't feel as wealthy as, you know, previous generation. I say, look, that phone you have in your hand, that would have cost a million dollars in our day or more, you know, mm -hmm. the, the amount of computing it can do. So, uh, you know, count your blessings. But I think that the next step in this evolution of technology is spatial computing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know that Apple's come out with their very expensive glasses. Uh, Meta's new Quest 3 is an amazing device. Uh, HTC Vive's XR Elite is a, is a really sweet device that 
that does uh, you know pass through learning and and you know the Pico Four and then Lenovo just came out with their VRX. So you've got all these companies investing all these dollars and and I just read this week that Google is reviving their uh, augmented reality glasses. So so I think what you guys are doing is is really the the case study for law schools all across the United States. So I'm so I'm excited um, that that you are getting there. What talk a little bit about the reaction of students and how they, um, you know, what was the adoption? Was it difficult? Uh, do they do they love it? What 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 are you hearing? So the, so here, here's what's interesting. Before the class began, we had a session where everyone was in the room. We sort of done we we did the 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 out the box experience together. Everyone opened the box, put it on, got it configured. And every class has been a, has almost been an exploration and a journey. These students have they've been most of these students are 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 two or three L's, so they're in their second or third year. So they've already had a year or two of just traditional legal education, and they're expecting how is this going to be different. So every class is an adventure. Uh, I can I can tell they don't know what to expect. They don't know where we'll be. They don't know what will be uh, when I load up the scene. What it's going to look like. <laughs> so there's this this idea of expectation and adventure with every class. There is a learning curve because half the students were techies and gamers and half the students were just are are interested and exploratory. So you have this wide spectrum of capabilities coming to the table. So I've had to in some instances, you know, pair them. In our particular class, they work in groups. So that lets the the techies and gamers work with the interested in new technology folks and, and everyone gets to the same place. So that work group model has been great. That's that's helped us. Um, they're not working in silos against each other, um, but they're working together towards joint projects. And I, I think that's been helpful. That's something that we learned after week three was going to be vital. The other thing is the experience with the headsets itself. Gamers, they automatically take to it. They, being an avatar, being in a virtual world, manipulating the device with the hand controllers, all that second nature. For those students who aren't, there's this feeling of, I'm not as adept as this other student. So we've had to create a situation where we're still talking about legal education. We're not, I'm not grading you on how well you move your avatar or how how cool your, your avatar is, looks this day or how many how many of the, the gadgets within the, the within the Victory Academy, you know, profile of gadgetry that you can manipulate. That's not where the education comes. So we've had to really make sure students don't feel insecure who are less tech oriented. They they feel a sense of equality because the bar to getting to the experience of you're in the room, you are an avatar, you get to the space where you're going to be seated, you move with the group and you work in your team. They, it has created a comfort level. And I think that that's been good. Um, as, as far as the overall enjoyability, I, there's no question. <laughs> Students look forward to this. And here's how I know. At six o'clock when we start our class, there are students basically lined up before at, at, at six o'clock all the students already with the waiting and already go already there <laughs> when i go in i'm there's a they're all clustered around me already <laughs> when the class ends at 7 40 they don't leave students aren't leaving because we're in the we're doing things time seems to go quick when you're in the metaverse <laughs> so they're they're hanging around they're learning stuff they're they're doing different things they're communicating they don't let the experience go i can tell you 
in every law school class. They're they're putting the books together 10 minutes before the professor's done. <laughs> they're crawling in, creeping in begrudgingly when the class begins. It is not the experience that I have and I'm seeing students. So, so the enjoyment level is there. The comfort level is there. The That's education. Awesome. So I, I, I do feel that. Um, and I so, do feel, go ahead. Well, uh, so I was just going to break that down a little bit further. So, so the way you, the experience rolls out, um, where are you when you're teaching this class physically? Now, now, just to be clear, everybody should understand that, that in the class that Professor Toppin is teaching, he and the students are all in the same space in the metaverse, but they're not in the same space IRL in real life. So, you know, talk a little bit about that. Okay, great. So our first class was the only class we were all together in the same room just to get through the glitches. That was the university wanted to be sure that no, there was no student left behind there. Now we begin in a in a Zoom Google Meets environment. Um, that's just for the just to take role to be sure that I'm the school wanted to be sure that I'm physically seeing the students. We're in that environment just to get teed up. We do some instruction there that might be note taking heavy because that's when you have your controls, you can't take notes. So I'll do some lecture, maybe 10, 20 minutes. Then we all take our first break and we're in the metaverse from the rest of the class. I'm physically at my home. They're physically in their dorm rooms. And for the remainder of the class, we are in the metaverse environment. And, and, and check this out, Steve, not once do we use the typical teaching auditorium for our instruction. We don't use it, not once. My point is, why use that? We've got a whole variety of better environments to use to disseminate this education. We have fun, we go, we, we're in every environment but those two. <laughs> We've That's never right. been. <laughs> and yeah, because the auditorium looks like a traditional looks, law school auditorium. Wh why would I go there? Why would I go there when I have when we can we can do our instruction in 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 a space center? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, what are some of your favorite environments? Oh well, one of my favorite environments is the movie theater. <laughs> you know, because I love the movies for one. So we we go into the movie theater, and I have all around the movie theater all of the all of the films that deal with technology and the metaverse again again around the wall. So it's like a room that's devoted towards the that. I also like the 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 literary saloon. It's quaint. It's small. It's got the grass behind us, and in that. We always on the glass door, the glass windows behind us. I will have different posters of whatever the content is. So if we're talking about this type of books, all the books will be icons behind me floating, and and it's quaint. Um, we also just, like just for, our, just for our listeners. I'm going to clarify. That's the literary salon, yes. not the literary salon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get our drink. <laughs> we don't get our drinks there. Salon. That's right. The literary salon. <laughs> So, so it, what, what, any others that you love? I mean, there's a bunch that I love. But. There's, I do like the traditional courtroom. The, we, we do go into the courtrooms. So we use both of them that are there. I think there's a contemporary courtroom and the, uh, the uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird courtroom. We like those two courtrooms because you got to put the jury in the box. You've got to put the students in that feeling, in that, in this, in the feeling like they're there. So I do enjoy those two. And we create, I've created a bunch of custom environments out of the void space. So we'll you know, for example, one particular class we did, we were actually, I'll, I'll talk about another. We like the TED, the, the TED stage. There is a TED stage 
we use that because on that particular class, we were talking about diversity and, and DEI in the metaverse. And all the students had to had to create a, meta, a, a different avatar than themselves. And the whole course was about displaying the differences and the varieties that are exist in, and we couldn't do that in the real class. We could, so to be who you are and then to choose an avatar of a different gender, of a different appearance and have to advocate from the position of that new avatar. And that was, that was a, that was a very interesting class to see, you know, having to take on those issues bodily in the in the presentation of a person discriminated for having those features that these are the kinds of things we can do in the metaverse in law and yeah. so i <laughs> you know what i like about that is you know we always teach people you know try to put yourself in someone else's shoes yeah. um you know if you really want to learn empathy and if you really want to understand what people are going through you know i, I think the uh the, the native american uh, uh saying was something about walking in, in somebody else's moccasins, you know, this allows people to, you know, maybe just for an hour, but allows them to uh, understand what it's like to be in a different situation. So that's, that's real positive. And, and, you know, they say, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but William and Mary is a pretty old law school and uh, pretty good professor, Professor Toppin. Um, <laughs> We only have a few minutes left, so I, I want to get to a couple of things um, that that uh, we should cover before we wrap up here. Um, first of all, before I forget, if if people want to reach out to you and and, and visit with you, uh, how what is the best way to talk to you? Oh, e email. I'm I'm still an email guy. You know, you know, sctoppin at wm.edu is my email address. That's the great. That's the easiest way. Um, I'm. Maybe I come from the BlackBerry generation, <laughs> yeah. so that's the number one thing I use on my device. Um, but I'm also on social media. My handle is Sherman Toppin. My name S H E R M A N T O P P I N. Um, on Twitter, Facebook, all of the different social medias, it's the same. My name is the handle, so it's easy to find there. And um, and I'm I'd love to talk to anybody interested in, in in learning about this space and doing interesting teaching things within this very traditional space, especially in law. Um, I'm going to be teaching a CLE to the Pennsylvania Bar Association in December about virtual land and digital twins and environments of that nature. Lawyers want to learn how is it is there a practice area here and i think that's that's something that i'm telling the students that there is it's 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 big, really extrapolated from various areas of law but there is a budding practice area just like we just like cyber crime created a practice area in law departments around the country i think that metaverse law is going to be a thing and all the laws concerning a a digital space is going to crystallize very closely into an area that people study exclusively about it because of the differences and and the connection between the terrestrial world and the digital world that connection and what you do in one and how it affects rights and responsibilities and enforcement in the other i feel that will be an area of study that i'm i'm really personally pursuing and we'd like to do more of it have you um i know you don't teach criminal law but have you seen our new CSI experience? Yeah, yes, I have. It's, yeah. it's, I tell you, I wish I did teach criminal law. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we developed that with, um, in cooperation with the University of Maryland Global Campus because they're a fully remote online school. 
And, um, you know, they need to be able to teach CSI where, you know, it's, it's a hands-on study. You can't just learn CSI through videos, uh, even though that's how a lot of schools try to teach it. So this is actually hands-on. But I also have thought, you know, what a perfect learning environment for uh, crim, crim Law 1, Crim Law 2, which I took both of those. Yeah. And that's a core. That's a first-year core course. And if we can get instructors and faculty in law schools to see the, the benefit of using VR technology in the core course, the torts, the criminal law, the constitutional law, all contracts, you know, crim pro, you know, civil procedure, in those areas, I think if we can break into the core body of first year courses, I think there's going to be no turning back. And, and I think that criminal law might be the first entree into that, breaking into that core body and really trial trial litigation and trial uh, preparation and the clinics that t that law schools have around trial prep it's automatic it's there's no question that VR technology and this platform would be great for that yeah I, I think that's exactly right and so let me ask you this um, are you trying for example at Morehouse College mm -hmm. uh, Professor Hamilton did a great job of, of, of measuring his real world class versus his online class versus his metaverse mm -hmm. class. And, and in all, it measured head and shoulders above the other two. And so that was really our first evidence that look, metaverse learning works. Are you thinking about ways to, to measure the success of this? Well, I have. And what we're gonna be doing at the end of this semester is having a really intensive poll for students and, and more more as a feedback than would be typical because the because the college and the faculty and the deans they want to they want to explore expanding this to other areas and they need to understand what the challenges were what the risks are what the i should say risks as in dangers but you know there there are always students who have disabilities in learning students who have certain things and if we do classes that require students to use a medium that might disadvantage them we have to account for that in some way. So there's going to be a, a lot of debriefing at the end of the semester to measure its results from a learning standpoint and from a safety standpoint. And and I have not taught this course, the particular course that I teach, without VR. I've never I've not taught it just online or live. So the question is can I can I do the two and see if it works? I, I don't know if I'm in applying to with our class, but I do think that the deans feel that if they, if this course shows the kind of results and promise that we think it's going to show in the, in the, in the exit polls and the, um, the student surveys and whatnot, that it will, that we will expand the course offering perhaps in 2024 for three courses that play directly into the hand of the metaverse experience and then see how supply and demand works, how how they play out, and, and get other faculty on board. And so this is what our approach is at William & Mary. You know, uh, thinking about your dean, I don't know your dean, but um, I do know law school deans, and they are generally a fairly conservative lot when it comes to uh, change. Because you're right, law school has changed very little in the last 200 years. Um, so, you know, tell me a little bit about your dean and, and sort of how did this decision come about? 
Well, well, Dean Spencer, he he is an awesome dean, and he's he's new in the sense he's been in the in the job for about four years now. So he has pushed the envelope on technology and exposing our students to new types of learning, new areas of study. Um, not only is there metaverse, but there's a there's a series of AI courses at the at at the univer at the at the law school as well, all driven by his vision for not just innovation in subject study, but in, in innovation in what we how we prepare and craft our students. The Dean looks at it from a student preparation for the market standpoint. Uh, how does this course and how do, the, how do these areas of study help shape our students to make them more competitive in the job market and more and more effective when it comes to bar passage rates? I think that's those are the two um, analytics that they're looking at. So he's been 100% behind how this is and what he wants to see is how can we if what is the best way to scale from one class to three, from three classes to, to eight? In a, and what is the timing? What are the devices? What are the softwares? He wants to understand the whole space. And I really feel that our class is a pilot uh, to leverage a lot of those discussions that's going to take place in the spring. But, that's uh, great. Okay. Final question, Professor. <laughs> um, you know, I'm assuming that some of our listeners, many of our listeners uh, may be professors or law school professors thinking about how they might approach this. Um, if you had one or two uh, lessons learned that you would pass on and say, hey, if I if I could go back, I would remember to do this. What, what would that be? What I'm number one, looking at the syllabus of study, I would look at what what classes, even though we used members in every class, if I was a new professor looking at this technology and figuring out how to explore it, how to use it, I would look at the syllabus and really pick the types of classes and the type of subjects and the type of modules that would really lend and be augmented by meta, by the uh, metaverse experience and consolidate those in in two or three if that is where that professor is thinking and 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 really prepare the students much in advance. And so, in other words, if we're going to do a metaverse workshop, we, we call them lab sessions. If we do these lab sessions in week four, week two and three, we're leading up to it. We're already going in once, working with the tools, making sure that there's no technical glitch. So when we do our full class metaverse uh, lab, that we go in, we can minimize the inexperience of going in and having technical challenges there and using a whole class to teach the tools. That's that's what you got to separate learning how to use a device from learning. And I think that's that's really the, the number one thing that professors have to do. And two, the way the content, the content that feeds directly into the metaverse, mapping that out knowing exactly okay there's going to be a mock trial in week 10 of the class we're leading up to the mock trial students know they're going to go into the court home they they know which room they're going to be in they know they have the they have all of the tools they know who's going to be in the jury they know where they're going to stand that kind of intelligence have a re almost like a fun low stakes let's just go in and and, and play the last 10 minutes of class have a almost a bit of class time arranged just for students to go in and explore. That has been huge because that exploratory time is where they do all of the things that they would do on a new cell phone. That's or, or a new laptop, you know, if they're got if they're in a new social media, they explore, they learn it all. But to let the the the, the faculty actually lead them down that learning path 
and show them what, and if, a third, if I use a third thing, I show the students what I do with the device and with within the context outside of the class content. So they could see that I'm just not, here's not, you know, here's, here's a hammer to, to hit this nail. No, here's a tool that I use for all this stuff. <laughs> and, and, and that leads them into wanting to understand more of my psychology towards the technology. And that is, it is a general purpose technology. It is a tool for all things. And it just happens to be one that's immersive. So, well, Professor Toppin, first of all, um, I feel very fortunate that you are working with uh, our Victory XR products. I, I, I think we're, we're blessed to have you. And um, second, you know, you are a trailblazer who, you know, when they write the history of, of law schools in the met metaverse, you're going to be chapter one. And, and I, uh, I appreciate the fact that, you know, it's not easy. You have to put in extra time. Uh, it's easier <laughs> just to do it the way it's always been done. Yes, um, but a lot less fun, that's for sure. So, so thank you for coming on, and uh, we very much look forward to following your journey. Thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure. I look, I look forward to following yours. <laughs> and, and to all of our listeners, um, we will be back next week with a very fun show uh, that's actually interviewing the uh, developers and the curriculum specialists that work at Victory XR to see so we're gonna open up the hood and let you take a peek inside. So thanks for joining us and we will talk to you again soon. <laughs>